Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. So this episode is going to be me talking about the pros and cons of being single, the financial pros and cons. But before we get into the episode, I just want to do a little disclaimer, a little caveat. I talk a lot about my experience with being single and what it's meant for me and what's happened for me. And this is no reflection on anybody currently in or that has ever been in a relationship. First of all, I haven't been in a relationship, so it's hard for me to give that side of the argument. But I'm just sharing um, my experience of, of that. Not to say that there's one that's better than the other. Being single has loads of pros and loads of cons and being in a relationship has loads of pros and cons. So I thought that I would just, yeah, do a little disclaimer before we got into it so that um, none of you come and troll or cancel me for anything that I say within this episode. (laughs) Hopefully you enjoy me sharing my personal experience on it though. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial wellbeing speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today's podcast is a Valentine's Day special. Even though Valentine's Day is next week, this is in preparation, you know. Um, And I wanted to do a specific episode talking about essentially the financial advantages and disadvantages of being single. Now, I think for um, those of you that follow me on Instagram and TikTok, you will know that I share a lot of my dating stories. Love it. I'm a single woman out here living my best life. And... I think I don't really think about, well, you don't think about the financial implications of being single, do you? Because that that would make the presumption that it's a choice to be single, which yes, it is, but it also takes two to tango, right? So you'll actually find someone who wants to be in a relationship with you. But um, yeah, it's going to be a personal one and I'm excited. I feel excited about this episode. So I am 29 and I am single and I have been my whole life. And according to research, I am actually worse off being single. Being single is literally costing me money. It's a financial disadvantage. So apparently I am lonely and I'm poor. Thank you, universe. (laughs) Joking. But I actually, I mean, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about my own singleness and my own relationship with relationships, my relationship with love, whatever you want to say. And... It's really interesting because as a 29-year-old woman who has never had a partner, people think that you're the problem. (laughs) I get so many funny questions and comments and feedback from people, especially people that I go on dates with, about why I'm single. There's always like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, how have you gone 29 years of your whole life without having a partner? And I'm like, that's just how it's panned out. That's just my life. And you know what? When I was younger, 
I definitely used to, it definitely used to affect me more when I was younger, for sure. I think especially when, you know, all of your friends are dating and they've got boyfriends and girlfriends and you're like, oh, am I unlovable? And because everybody has an opinion on your relationship status, it makes you question it yourself. Now, I'm like, that's my journey. And there have been so many pros to that being my journey that I wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't change it for the world. Now I have dated over the course of maybe the last 10 years, I'd probably say five of them I've been dating, five or six of them, a couple of them I haven't. And like when I used to live in my hometown, Hertfordshire, Stevenage, I, it was when Tinder had just come out. I was going on dates all the time. I always had loads of funny stories and then moved to London and was dating a bit. But then I planned to go traveling. My plan was to go to South America backpacking. So in my head, I was like, I don't want a relationship that is off the card. So I purposely wasn't dating. And then the pandemic hit. So not only did I not go traveling but I also I didn't want to date in the panny day I didn't want to be doing those awkward FaceTime dates with people I didn't know weird walking around the park coffee dates no I didn't want to do that I was like I'm vibes in on my own fast forward you know a couple of years of my life and I've gone from being like 24 and single to 29 and single never had a relationship so it's just kind of like how it's panned out and you know what it's absolutely fine now honestly if you had some of the experiences that I've had with dating and with dates you'd want to be fucking single too. Like literally, I remember I went on a date with this guy once and he said to me, do you want to know why I swiped right on on Tinder or Hinge or whatever it was? And I was like, "Mm, not really. And he was like, I really like girls with chubby cheeks. And then he grabbed my cheek and gave it a little, what the fuck? I was, I mean, I'm sorry. I was shooketh, shooketh. And I was like, this is why I'm single. I mean, what would you do if you were on a date with someone and they literally grabbed your cheek and said they like girls with chubby cheeks? What would you do? Because that is what happened to me. Now, luckily, there was no real financial implications of going on that date because he paid for the wine. However, I did lose my time, my sweet, sweet, precious time. And that shit is fucking invaluable. So, but also great story. And it's one of my Hinge profile prompts. So, you know, a win is a win. We move. But that being said, you know, all jokes aside about dating, like I really feel like I've been able to spend the last 29 years of my life really figuring out who I am. And like, I love who I am as an individual. I love me. I do. Don't get me wrong. There's things I want to change. There's things I'm always improving, but I know who the fuck I am. And that is easier to do, I believe, when you're single. I guess you're probably going to be people going, you can't comment because you've never been in a relationship. Well, here I am commenting. But I do think there is something to be said for being single and really getting to know your likes, your dislikes, who you are, your opinions, your values, your goals, all of those things. And really, I don't put up for shit. I don't put up for shit. So I would rather be in a situation where I've been single my whole life and not have an asshole by my side that's infiltrating my space and getting access to my energy when they don't deserve it than be in a relationship with a partner who is horrendous and has fucked me up. And it's not about the thing of being afraid to be hurt. Obviously, we've all got our own version of commitment issues. We don't need to go into that into this episode. But it's about saying that I'm not going to settle for shit. I'm not going to settle for less. Someone needs to add to my life. That being said, this isn't just an episode about my relationship status and about me being single or not. It is for me to share the pros and the cons financially of being single. 
Now, like I said, I love being single, but apparently it's costing me a lot of money. So here's some of the stats. So research from Lloyds Bank says that uh, one in four single people are worried about paying for their weekly shop. And over half of people agree it's harder for single people compared to those in relationships to reach important life milestones, which I think relates mainly specifically to like buying a house, right? And doing those big things. And 44% of people agree that buying a house is easier in a relationship, which I completely agree with. Now we will get onto that when I go through the cons, but it's just, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? like to see how people not only feel about it, but what the actual what the actual stats show. So let's break down and go through the advantages and the disadvantages. Now I'm going to start off with the advantages. Let's start off on a positive. Do you know what I mean? So, pro, so first of all, a, an advantage of being single is that I don't have to buy a ton of shit and spend a load of money on Valentine's Day. Now, I know that it's one day of the year, but people spend hundreds, right? That's a day that I don't have to worry about. I have a little Valentine's Day. I have a little time with my girls. I have a little time on my own. In, takeaway, cheeky, cheeky, not a big deal. That's not all the stress. So I like to view that as one potential financial pro is not having to buy stuff on Valentine's Day. Now, apparently... People in Britain spent £1.37 billion on Valentine's Day last year. Crazy. And um, I don't have to do that because I'm single. A win is a win. Another financial advantage of being single is that you're more likely to be spending your time going on dates, going out, one and dining each other, etc. And therefore spending money. I don't have to worry about doing that. I get to spend my money however I want. So I don't have to make those, I don't have to make those purchases, those spends on each other to keep the romance alive. I keep the romance alive with myself just by being with myself. I can read, I can have a bath, I can chill. Now, don't get me wrong. I know you're probably thinking you can do all of those things with a partner. Absolutely you can. However, you're more likely to spend money on dates and I don't have to do that. So I guess that's one another financial advantage of being single. Now, another financial advantage of being single, and this might be specific to my situation, is that whenever I go on a night out with my friends and their partners, the partners always buy me drinks, probably because they feel sorry for me and my friends have really nice partners, but I'm always getting free drinks. I mean, that's that's a win if you ask me. I spend less money on a night out. Now, friends and friends' partners, if you're watching this, please don't stop doing it just because you've heard me say that it is a financial pro of being single um, because deep down I'm really sad and lonely and would love for you to continue to buy me drinks, please. <laughs> um, joking. Now, another financial advantage of being single is I have more time to hustle. I have more time for my career. Now I am a businesswoman. I run my own business. It started out as me having a full-time job and then a side hustle, a part-time job, and then running it as a business. And now this is my full-time job. I have more time to put towards that. If I want to work at a weekend, I can. If I want to just randomly do evenings and stuff like that, I can. Again, it's not to say that you can't do that in a relationship, but you get have to you have to have time to spend with a partner. Otherwise, what's the point of being your partner, right? Whereas I don't have to answer to anyone. If I wanted to spend a whole week, every single night, every single day, every single weekend working on my business, I can. And I like that freedom. Right now, I'm in the era of my life where I am building my business. I'm being a boss fucking bitch. I'm building it up. 
it's kind of easier when you're single because you don't have to share your time with someone. I don't have to check in with someone else to say, oh, can I, um, is that okay if I work on doing this on Wednesday night or whatever? Don't get me wrong. I don't know how that really works in relationships, but I do know, and this is reported from friends who are in relationships, that that you definitely have less time to yourself. Obviously, you're enjoying hanging out with your partner, so that's cool. But also, my business keeps me warm at night as well. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, getting uh, getting more time to spend on my career. So another financial pro of being single is that I get to make myself financially independent and financially strong without having to rely on anybody else before even getting into a relationship. I get to focus on me and my finances first. That way, I know that when I do get into a relationship, I've already got my own foundation. I've got my own financial education, my own financial resilience, my own emergency fund and savings and investments and all of those things. So I know that I can be financially strong with or without a partner. And I get to do that first. And that feels good. That feels exciting. Especially for women, it's very common that we end up passing over. in, in het- So for women in heterosexual relationships, it's very common for the women to pass over the financial responsibilities to the man. Oh, they out the money, they bring the money and they do this, they do that. No, ladies, you have to know that you are looking after your money and that you yourself are financially independent. And then you end up complimenting each other, you and your partner. It doesn't have to be them looking after the finances. And unfortunately, there are so many situations in the UK and probably around the world whereby people, women specifically, feel trapped in relationships that they can't leave because they haven't got their own finances, emergency funds, savings, etc this shit is fucking key. Now, you can still do this while you're in a relationship. You can still build up your own money and your own finances. You just have to fucking make that choice and go for it, make that commitment. But yeah, that's what I love about being single is that I get to make myself financially independent first. And then finally, and this is possibly my favourite financial pro of all, A financial advantage of being single is that I don't have to worry about paying for therapy if I get fucked over or if they're an arsehole to me. I don't have to pay for therapy to make myself feel better or to work through my issues. You know what I'm saying? Um, No, I'm joking. That one is a complete joke. I'm already in therapy. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Jokes again. Also, it's not jokes. I absolutely, I am in therapy. And therapy is good to, it's good. It's worth the money. Um, So I'm just being a dick. But no, they are my financial pros. And I think they're great ones. And I love them all. But before further ado, is that the phrase? Without further ado, let's get on to the disadvantages because apparently all the articles that I was reading, everything that I've been reading has said that there are far more disadvantages than there are advantages. So fucking brilliant. Let's get into it. So a financial disadvantage of being single is that I have to pay for everything myself, rent, bills, all the household stuff. And that can work out quite expensive for someone who is single versus someone who is in a relationship. So the stats say that a single person living alone will pay on average £674 a month on rent, whereas couples without children will pay £866 a month as a household. So that's a four, three, 433 each. So it's basically more than a third less per person if you're, live, if you're in a relationship. So basically it's costing me more to be single and to live like in London or wherever. And now obviously I share my house with housemates, which is cool, but you're still paying as a solo person. Now, it also says here that while the figures show the cost of living for singletons is higher than those in a couple, 
people who are in a couple are spending more on life's luxuries. So apparently a couple spends £524 a year more on hotels, restaurants and clothing than single person. Now, obviously, going back to my financial pros, I made out like this was a pro. I was like, oh my God, yeah, like I spend less on dates and shit. But here it says, ultimately, couple with couples spending less of their paycheck on necessities, such as groceries and household bills, they have more left to splash out on luxuries brilliant. So basically, I have less disposable income to spend on the niceties, holidays, restaurants, hotels, etc. because more of it is going on household bills. And that is a financial disadvantage of being single. So that's that. So that's one of them. It is what it is. I mean, look, I feel like I'm so, I've been living in London for five, nearly five, five, six years now. And I'm so used to paying London prices. I mean, when I used to live in um, London Bridge, my bills were at like well, my, my rent and bills were probably at about grand. and I was so used to paying that. They're a bit le- little bit less now, um, but I can see how it's a lot cheaper if you are in a couple, especially if as a couple, you've been able to buy a house together and therefore your bills are split and your rent is cheaper because it's actually a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, which brings me on to my second point. So another financial disadvantage of being single is that it's harder to get on the property ladder. Now, because they will take your salary and they will times it on average 4.5 times to get the mortgage amount, the calculation, one person's salary versus two people's salary combined is a fucking huge difference. And therefore, as a single person, it's a lot harder to get on the property ladder. And you know what? It is what it is. The thing about that, right? And I can imagine that if you really, if you are single and you really do want to buy a house, that is fucking hard and frustrating which I completely get. But using this in the situation for me, I don't want to buy a house yet. Hopefully we'll buy a house further down the line. And my plan will probably be when I've got a partner, I would look to do it. But we are also in a position now as this generation, we are, you know, it's the focus isn't as much on buying property as a financial investment. And it is more about investing and in the stocks, in the stock market, right? We have access to easily start investing now with such a small amount of money. It's so much more accessible than it used to be. And it's a much better, actually, I can't even, I'm not going to say it's a much better financial investment, but it's a more accessible financial um, investment than just straight up getting on the property ladder. So for me, I want to go traveling again. Whilst I'm single, living my best life, whilst I'm young, whilst I'm hot, I'm going to take my business, I'm going to take my laptop and I want to work around the world. I want to, you know, travel, I want to do all those things. So of course, I don't want to buy a house. Renting is perfect for me. But if you are someone who wants to settle down and do all of those things, of course, getting on the property ladder um, can feel very attractive. And it is easier to do when you're in a relationship. So there you have it. Now, another financial disadvantage is that you don't have anyone to fall back on. So for me, I quit my job. I quit my full-time job to run my business full-time July 2022. I didn't have anybody, if this went tits up, I didn't have anybody to fall back on. So of course I had savings. I had my emergency fund, all of that, et cetera. But the great thing about having a partner is that if one partner, if, if one person in the relationship has a stable job and a stable income, it gives more opportunity for the other person to take a risk, to quit their job, to set up a business, et cetera, et cetera. So when you are solo, when you're a single person, you can't really do that. And in my instance, I can't fall, I don't have anybody else to fall back on. I can't fall back on my parents. I can't fall back on other family members. And I'm not going to put that burden on my friends. Like, Hey, if my business fails, do you mind like give me a load of money? Um, but that is one of the disadvantages. So if you're in a partnership and I have a lot of friends that are self-employed and running businesses where their partners have gone, don't worry, Hans, I'll look after you. I'll pay the bills. I know that what you're doing is going to create more financial stability for us in the future. But in this short term period, I will manage everything for us. And when you're single, you don't have that. 
So that is another disadvantage. Now, another financial disadvantage of being single is that when you go to events, you have to pay for everything yourself. So let's take a wedding, for example. You've got a hotel that you need to stay in for the night. You've got a wedding gift that you need to give. You have got travel to get there and back. When you are single, you have to pay for all of that shit on your own. And when you get to the point where all your friends start getting married and you have like seven weddings in one year, that shit adds up. Like paying for a hotel room on your own instead of it being half, like all of those things add up. So that's definitely, um, definitely a disadvantage, I would say. And I would say that I've really felt that as well, because even just when we've had friends' weddings, like, you know, over the past two years, I've been the only sort of single one in my friendship group. And obviously we talk about hotels and then, you know, I'm like paying a couple of hundred for the hotel and whereas they're splitting it. And you are like, fuck me, this is literally costing me double. Now, obviously it is what it is. You're not going to not go to your bestie's wedding. It's not a problem, but you are a bit like, oh man, it'd be kind of fucking nice if I had a partner to split the cost with, you know? So yeah, I would agree with that one. Well, obviously I would agree because I'm um, I'm sharing them with you. <laughs> okay, another financial disadvantage of being single is that is cooking. Cooking at home for one can be a bit of a bitch sometimes. Now, obviously, may, most things comes in like packs of two. You buy a pack of microwavable rice, comes for two. You buy a pack of chicken, usually comes for two. Like it's usually two or more. You don't really get single sections of everything. Now, for me, I don't mind this too much because I literally just will make lunch for the next day. But there are some things you're like, oh, I don't want to have to buy that much just for one meal. So if it's simple, straightforward meals, it's not the end of the world because then you've got lunch anyway. But it can be a bit of annoying sometimes just cooking for one. But that's why I love cooking for my housemates. So, you know, it all works out. Now, another financial disadvantage of being single is that dating is expensive. Going on first, second, third dates, all of that, it costs money. Now, in a heterosexual relationship, naturally, as we know, the man usually takes more of a role in upfront in the bill, right? And I know that's probably very controversial. It's a whole nother argument, isn't it? Of like, who should be paying, you know, feminism? What should, who should be paying more? Should it be equally split? Some people really do believe that the man should take that role because, you know, women spend more, like because of pink tax, paying to look good, paying for their tampons, paying for contraception, etc. But also at the same time, that fair balance of like, well, no, we can still put in, like everybody is different. My opinion is that I would like and prefer if a man asked me out for a drink, I would prefer him to, you know, get the first round, but I am totally up for like round swapping and me being like, my turn now, your turn now, my turn. Like that doesn't bother me at all. Anyway, we're going completely off piste here. But the point of that is, is dating can be expensive, even if you are doing it that way around. And because you go on multiple dates, that you don't just go on one date of person and you're like, oh my God, this is my person. Like, I'm going to crack on. Some people do, which is great. But like, I've probably been since, since November, since I've got back into the dating scene, I've probably been on like, I don't know, one, two, maybe like 10 first dates, maybe. I don't know. And, or 10, yeah, 10 dates, maybe. And that, it costs money. It's an expensive thing. But at the same time, and I'm going to be controversial, could we also class it as a hobby? Can we class dating as a hobby? You spend money, you know, on watercolours and roller skates, so why not spend money on dating? That's what I say. How do you feel about that? And finally, last but not least, a financial disadvantage of being single as a woman is the money that you spend on Ubers and taxis home because as women we cannot fucking walk home in the dark so therefore especially in winter when it gets dark at fucking four o'clock we have to pay for safe travel 
And we use the word and the term safe lightly because Ubers and taxis aren't exactly always safe, but sometimes safer than walking. Whereas when you're in a relationship with a man, heterosexual, I it's, you know, easier to walk home together without or, or get public transport because there is just that that thing of, you know, having a bit more protection. And I can definitely say I feel this. I get taxis home all the time. Once it's a bit late and I've been out, it's that thing of like, oh, don't, don't, don't travel home. Don't walk home. Like just pay the money. There is no price that you can put on your safety. And therefore that does come in the form of taxis and Ubers and travel costs. So that definitely is um, a financial disadvantage of being single, I would say. Now, seemingly, there are more financial disadvantages than advantages to being single, but I am not going to get a partner just to save money. Although that doesn't seem like a bad idea. Maybe this podcast should be an open application to say, if you would like to apply to be Laura's partner and financial support, please just email her at hello at mindmoneysoul.co.uk with your application. No, I, right now, happily single, loving dating. I don't add up on a daily basis the financial implications. And that's just the way your life goes, you know? But I'm happy. I'm having a good time. I'm also happy for everybody that's in relationships and also having a good time. We're all happy. We're all here. We're all having a good time. (laughs) So I hope that you enjoyed um, that episode, slightly different to what I usually talk about. If you like this style, actually, if you do like this style, let me know because I can totally do more like this. But lovely to have, uh, I I was going to say lovely to have recorded it. I never really know how to end these. So I'm just going to say thank you for tuning in. And I hope you tune in next week. Have a great day and enjoy your Valentine's Day, whatever you are doing. (laughs) 